0: Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show. Yep, today you are going to get more Chuck for your buck. I am recording this preview show for the VFB Stuttgart game, and I will be doing another show later in the weekend warm-up, which we'll post on Friday. So you'll be hearing plenty of me today, Uh, maybe more than you like. Uh, Hopefully for some of you, not enough. But uh, (laughs) as much as I doubt that, we can get moving. On this preview show, Bayern Munich, of course, will be facing off with VfB Stuttgart. This is Stuttgart team is a little bit different than the one we've seen in the past. Uh, Not quite as deep, not quite as strong. Uh, They will be traveling to the Allianz Arena. So this should be uh, a fun one for Bayern Munich, who will absolutely be looking to get back in the win column in the Bundesliga. It has not been so easy of late in the league for Bayern Munich. But also, uh, they have had success elsewhere, meaning the Champions League and the DFB Pokal. So, let's get things moving. Let's take a look at where each team is in the standings. We will start with the visitors, DFB Stuttgart. (sighs) What a season so far for Stuttgart. They somehow have no wins through five match days and are in 12th place, which is kind of crazy. But here we are with it. Uh, Stuttgart has zero wins, four draws, one loss. Uh, They have four goals and have only allowed five over their first five games of the season. Like I just said, they have four draws, one loss. The one loss was a 1-0 defeat at the hands of SC Freiburg, who is currently sitting atop the table. So that's nothing to hang your head about if you are Stuttgart. Last week, they played Schalke to a 1-1 draw. The week before that, they played FC Koln to a 0-0 draw. So Stuttgart is doing just enough to eke out a point almost every week. But this is definitely not a team that's particularly strong offensively. They do have a pretty staunch defense, at least this season. We'll see how that matches up with Bayern Munich's high-octane attack. But things for Stuttgart are going to be a little bit difficult. I don't know if this is a team that will fall as low as being in the relegation danger zone, but I definitely do not think they will be anywhere near the top six. And it's not me hating on Stuttgart because I don't. I just don't think this team has the type of talent and depth needed to sit atop in one of those top six places in the Bundesliga table. So Stuttgart, they're doing what they can. They're getting some points. All of these draws that they're picking up will be helpful toward the end of the season as things get a little bit more desperate. But Stuttgart – knows, probably knows, they have a big task ahead of them on uh, the weekend against Bayern Munich. Bayern, of course, threw five games in the Bundesliga, three wins, two draws, zero losses. They have scored 17 goals. They have only allowed three. The last two games, of course, have been a bit of a disappointment for a lot of Bayern Munich fans. Two weeks ago, we saw the team draw 1-1 with Gladbach. That was... A dominant performance that went nowhere <laughs> uh, is the best way I can think to say it. Uh, Bayern was thoroughly dominant; they were just not efficient in the final third, and it, it hurt them in the end. Last week, Union Berlin decided to not play uh, an attacking style. They did not try and match Bayern Munich punch for punch. Instead, Union Berlin they did the smart they did the smart thing that was uh, best for them. Honestly, they they clutched, they grabbed, they held, they pushed, they shoved and they packed in they packed it in the final third for Bayern Munich and really made things difficult for the Bavarians to operate a very smart play for Union Berlin especially because they are probably sensing that not only is a top 6 position within reach for them but a top 4 Champions League position would be also a possibility uh union berlin of course the type of money that would come from a champions league appearance would be uh, so so beneficial to a club like that so um they're going to do everything they can to help try and secure a top four spot uh bayern munich of course is almost guaranteed a top four spot barring any type of major collapse this season but they're going to have to start to take care of business at some point. And this week against VfB Stuttgart, this could be the opportunity for them to get back on track. I think the biggest question coming into this match for Bayern is who Julian Nagelsmann is going to play, who is going to be lined up with who. His four triple two formation has been effective this season for the most part. But some formations of it, some combinations within that formation have worked better than others. We'll see what he gets back to, um, and we'll see exactly whose number he calls because he could go a lot of different directions. You know, we've seen Leon Goretzka already clamoring to return to his starting role. Uh, Serge Gnabry, of course, is probably thinking he deserves to be in the starting eleven as well. Jamal Musiala, if he's healthy, is going to want to push into that. It, it's There are a lot of possibilities here, especially with FC Barcelona coming up in the Champions League. How Nagelsmann rotates here is going to be really, really interesting. So let's just take a quick look at Stuttgart before we dive deeply into Bayern Munich. Stuttgart, as we've talked about, is just trying to claw out one point per week. And I'm sure they want to win, but I'm sure they're absolutely happy to be taking a point. Uh, four out of five weeks just because they need to accumulate some things if you want to focus on a couple of players for Stuttgart there are some very very interesting players for them Uh, I think two of which uh, that really kind of stand out to me first of course is Borna Sosa who has been linked to Bayern Munich several times over the past two years if you're like me, you don't really understand it, not because Sosa is not talented, because he absolutely is, and, and he absolutely looks like he'd be a fit at Bayern, but he's too good to be a backup to Alfonso Davies. Unless there was some kind of plan for Davies to exit the club next summer. Uh, I don't see why Bayern would want Sosa. And it seems like everyone kind of got aligned on that, given the fact that Stuttgart was looking for anywhere between 20 million and 30 million for it. The left back or left wing back depending on what formation he's in uh it, it just didn't make sense to me that Byron would want him to become a bench player having to pay so much for him and just knowing what his talent level is I can't believe he would be happy sitting behind Alfonso Davies uh and, and I don't foresee at this point for as uneven as Davies has been at times over the past two seasons I don't think Byron Munich's looking to replace him and you know, let's be honest. Davies is a, an excellent player, but he has not uh, really reached those heights that he had uh, under Julian Nagelsmann that he did under Hansi Flick. In fact, um, you could say that he's at least a notch down from the treble-winning season under Flick, and and it could be there could be several reasons for that. Of course, Davies dealt with a bit of COVID nineteen, uh, some other injuries, and you know, the changing systems, it's, it's a lot for a player to have to adapt to. So it's not a knock on him and what his potential still is. He just hasn't been as good as he was that season. So, um, and, and and I, I don't want to really muddy the waters here. It's not that he's been bad. So I don't want people to think that, Um, you know, but we, that player that we saw under Hansi Flick, it's not quite as refined at this, at this point. So, I think Davies has some work to do, and I think he will eventually get back there, which makes me even question why Byron would have even any remote interest in Borna Sosa at this point. But all things said, if Davies were to ever leave, uh, I think Sosa would be a great player to come in and take that role. Nagelsmann apparently likes him. It seems like the club likes him. So I guess that's a possibility and uh, maybe something to keep an eye on down the road. One of the other players you might want to keep an eye on is the Greek center back Konstantinos Mavropanos, who is one of the faster players in the Bundesliga, and he is uh, developing a bit of a reputation for being a decent defender. Now, being a good defender on Stuttgart is probably not the same as being a good center back at Bayern Munich, but... Mavropanos is is one of the players who's developing. He's just 24. He's got a lot of talent, a lot of good physical tools, and he's a player to keep an eye on. Byron was reportedly interested in him, I believe, last season. Uh, I don't know how serious that interest was, but he is a player who does draw at least some looks from bigger clubs, and he is one that if he continues to develop Uh, And he continues to have his game evolve. He could be a player that could be interesting to several bigger clubs down the road, which would be good for Stuttgart because if he's developing at that rate, not only is he performing on the field, but he's also driving up his value in the event they need to sell him. So Stuttgart offensively is not going to blow anyone's doors off. There's really not a a player um, that you would necessarily fear. Uh, Silas is the one who, Uh, he looked like he was headed down a great path, had a catastrophic knee injury has been good since returning, but not necessarily uh, looking like he'll hit that potential that he, he might've once had. So uh, this Stuttgart team is absolutely different. I do believe that they are going to try and pack it in and make it difficult. I don't believe they're going to try and match Bayern Munich punch for punch. So Uh, This could be another frustrating match for Bayern if they can't find a way to break through Stuttgart's line. So, uh, of course, with Bayern, they're coming off the 2-0 victory against Inter Milan. Uh, Still wasn't an efficient offensive effort. It was a good offensive effort. But the attacking group is not quite as in sync as they looked early in the season. And I think there are plenty of reasons for that not the least of which is that Nagelsmann is is changing some things up. He's playing different players together. The chemistry is not quite there. They're not always quite in sync. Uh, I also think that he does need to give Sadio Mane a rest. I think we all think that, that Mane can just run and run and run, and he's never going to wear down, but he is 30. And as someone who went past 30 a long time ago, uh, I can tell you that life changes after 30. Uh, So I I think he does need a little bit of rest. I don't see Mane as a Lewandowski type of workhorse player that absolutely needs to be in the lineup every game so that his ego doesn't get too bruised. Uh, We know that Lewandowski was absolutely like that. He was a player that not just wanted to be in the lineup every game, but needed it. Mane, I think they're going to have to keep a close eye on because a player like him who relies so much on his speed, on his quickness, you're going to have to keep an eye on how he's wearing down. And it just seems like that this current glut of games that Byron has had might be wearing on him a little bit. So I think this is a great opportunity to rest him ahead of Barcelona. And, And it also would allow you to put Serge Gnabry back in the lineup. I think Serge probably deserves a start here anyway. So it would just make things a little bit more smooth in that respect. As far as how Byron will line up, this is kind of interesting because we've got Goretzka clamoring for playing time. We have Joshua Kimmich with a black eye and also uh, being a player that doesn't know when to slow down or doesn't know when to take time off. I worry that Kimmich for as great as he has been over the course of the season and he has been excellent. He could be, on the verge of starting a trend where he's going to put so much mileage on his legs that by the time we get to the Rook runda, he could be a step slower. He could just be a little bit tired. So I would love to see him sit, but as we all know, that will never happen. So let's try and project what the lineup might look like here. I think that what we'll see is Manuel Neuer will be in between the sticks. I think we will see, Afonso Davies at left back, Benjamin Pavar at right back. I think we are going to see Dio Upamacano and Luca Hernandez as the center backs, uh, mostly because I think that Bayern is going to roll out Matthijs Delict against Barca next week. In the midfield, this is very interesting. I do think we're going to see the return of the Kimmich Goretzka combination. Uh, I think that in the 4 triple 2 2 going to want to take a look and see at how Kimmich and Gretzka look working together in that formation. And I also think it allows Nagelsmann to be able to rest Goretzka next week against Barca and to be able to lean on Sabitzer and Kimmich for that match because they have worked so well together. And at this point, that's a stable solution, whereas with Goretzka, you just don't know how that Interaction with Kimmich is going to work in this particular formation, so I think that this is really going to be a test drive for Goretzka and Kimmich. Now, the one thing I will say about Goretzka is I think a lot of people have forgotten how good he is, and Samarin wrote a little bit about this earlier in the week. But yes, Marcel Sabitzer has been fantastic. Joshua Kimmich has been outstanding. They have been great, and there's no reason to really look to bench either player, right? But Goretzka is that box-to-box presence who can be just so effective in the final third and who can provide that physical presence in the midfield as well. It's a very tough situation for Nagelsmann because he obviously has uh, a lot invested into Goretzka, not just in terms of coaching or in terms of what his role is on the team, but the club literally invested in him financially. Uh, with a contract extension, so there's definitely some pressure on Nagelsmann to figure out a way to make it work with Goretzka. I think this is a good way to do it, and it also gives Nagelsmann the out to say that, you know, against Barca, we're going to go with Kimmich and Sabitzer, we're going to rest Goretzka, and we're going to keep him coming along slowly now, because we've got the World Cup at the end of the, the calendar year here, We're planning on having a long run in the Pokal and in the Champions League, and we've got this entire Bundesliga schedule as well. He can play this out and keep resting Goretzka. At some point, he's going to have to make a decision probably on who his top two midfielders will be, and it's kind of hard to believe that it wouldn't be Kimmich and Goretzka at this point. But Sabitzer has done enough, I think, in a lot of people's eyes to at least make Nagelsmann think twice about it. But let's not forget about who Leon Gretzka is, what he's done and what he's capable of. I think fans can be very reactionary. And of course, like, like anyone else, I can be a victim of this as well, that when you see someone doing as, as well as Sabitzer has, and you see how the chemistry between Sabitzer and Kimmich has worked. I mean, Sabitzer has really sacrificed his own game to let Kimmich be able to charge forward and be more involved in the final third. And, and I've really, I can't emphasize that enough. This is a different Marcel Sabitzer than the one we saw at RB Leipzig. That Sabitzer was playing more like Kimmich is right now in terms of being involved in the offense, uh, creating offense, being a finisher for the offense. Um, and I think that when all things, or said and done here, Sabitzer is, has gotten to the point where he's regained his confidence, where he feels good in, in Bavaria, where he not just feels good, but he looks good on the pitch. Last year, this is, again, not the same player that we saw. This is a, a better Sabitzer, but it's a different one than the Sabitzer who really became a star at Leipzig. So congrats to him for making his game evolve and doing what he needed to do to find a way to fit in at Bayern Munich. He, he has done something that I think a lot of us were not sure he could do. And that's really sacrifice his game to become a better teammate to, and to make it work and uh, just kudos to him for what he's done. So while I think we're going to see Kimmich and Gretzka in this match, um, you know, whoever Nagelsmann goes with, I think it will be Kimmich and the opposite person against Barca. So just given how Goretzka has spoken out today, <laughs> Uh, about wanting to return to the eleven, I, I just think it's it's natural to go the route that I talked about with Kimmich and Gretzka in this match, and then Kimmich and Sabitzer for Barca. Best of both worlds for Julian Nagelsmann; he can solve a lot of problems like that in the attack. Those front four positions in the four triple two. A- again, it's very interesting what what Nagelsmann will do here. Like I've already said, I think Sadio Mane needs a rest. Uh, wouldn't shock me if Thomas Muller gets another rest here, uh, even though we've seen that Byron is not nearly as effective or efficient without Muller in the lineup. Uh, but then you've still got Sané, who is really the hot hand right now. You've got Coman, who, as Julian Knocklesman said, like he may, might be one of the best wings in the world, but he's going to have to up his production. And Coman hasn't quite broken through that way as of yet. You've got Serge Gnabry, who... Obviously, um, has had a good season so far, so he he can make a a claim to a starting position this week. And of course, Jamal Musiala, who has been battling through some injuries, and I think there's a little more going on there than Byron has let on. Um, You know, some of the things we've heard about is you know Musiala not really knowing his body yet or understanding when he can come back or when he'll be most effective. Um, it seems like there might just be some lingering stuff going on with Musiala. So it would not shock me if he starts on the bench again. So this is what I'm going to go with. Uh, as much as I would like to see Mane take a seat, I don't think it's going to happen. So I think we're going to see Mane and Gnabry, Muller, and Sané for those four positions. I think Koman and Musiala will be on the bench. And I'm not sure that's going to go over well with Coman. I don't know uh, what Musiala, what his thought process is right now, but if he truly is dealing with some lingering issues, some injuries that might not be going away as quickly as everyone wants, it's not a bad thing to, to keep resting him at this point again because you have the World Cup. You've got all of these competitions going on. This team needs to stay fresh, so that's that. As far as a prediction goes for this week, I am going to go with Bayern Munich 3. AFB Stuttgart zero. I don't think Stuttgart has quite the offense to break through this week. Defensively, I think they're going to put up a fight. They're going to challenge Bayern. They're going to make it very difficult for Bayern. Of course, Gladbach and Union Berlin put out the blueprint for how to frustrate Bayern. Me picking three goals here is <laughs> simply a product of a, of me thinking I have to that that Bayern has to break through at some point. That they have to have a three goal effort. And it's crazy. I almost feel more confident in, in their ability to score against Barca than I do against Stuttgart because I don't think Barca, I think Barca is just way too proud to pack it, the bus in and just not try and swing with Bayern Munich, whereas Stuttgart, they just need points. And I have no doubt that they're going to, to pack eight people in the box and and hope for the best. So uh, I'll go 3-0, I'm not super confident in that, but that's what I'm here for, right? To give some crazy ass predictions that probably won't come true. But uh, if you want the rest of my predictions, check out the weekend warm up column, which comes out every Friday. You can also get my thoughts on what I'm watching on streaming or television, uh, some of the hottest topics of the week and whatnot. So always check that column out. And of course, check out the weekend warm up podcast. But you should check out every podcast and every post that we have at BFW because we're pouring a lot into those and we are trying to give you the best type of content about Bayern Munich, about Germany that you can get. So uh, we appreciate every time that you check our site, every time that you download a podcast, it's awesome. And we do thank you for that. As always, you can get me at the barrel blog and get the site at Bavarian FB works. You can get Tom at Tommy Adams 71. You can get, I need no name at BFWINNN. And you can get every other member of our pet podcast network on our site. You can hear them on our podcast check them all out. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the match. Check me out on the weekend warm up podcast, which will be coming out uh, released later tonight. And uh, there'll be a post about it uh, sometime mid morning, Eastern standard time by mid morning. I mean, the very, I shouldn't say mid morning, the early hours of the morning. So uh, appreciate it. And we'll see you next time.